the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Hi and welcome. In this recording, Dave continues to look into God revealing himself through the Bible. The main reading is Philippians chapter 3. Paul, uh, even uh, his, I suppose his uh, heart was uh, to know, I want to know the Lord. And uh, ask for you something nice, looking at how God reveals himself. Old Testament, his name, commandments, justice, judgment, promises, prophecies, his deliverances. Um, and he's still doing that today. Um, through history, in the last 20th century, you see, you see God delivering Israel. Uh, we're just looking through some of the wars, 67, 73. Um, how God delivers, how God protects, and you know what? Um, he, again, he'll do it again because he wants to show people that he is the God. He's, a, he's the awesome, Almighty God. He's the God of Israel, and there's no other gods. And so uh, they will be attacked, <laughs> absolutely. But the Lord will intervene again. So we just let me give you a definition. It's a good definition from the shorter Catechism. Sometimes we don't we uh, we don't do creeds anymore, but it's something that's good to. I used to read them occasionally in the Methodist Church, but it's good because obviously creed just defines, gives you a funny, what, what, what I believe. God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Good definition. And of course, he didn't just know about it, isn't it? We can know a lot about him, but God wants us to know him. Wants us to know him. And of course, we looked at, uh, the Bible says, uh, that New Testament general revelations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some some immediate and immediate, but general revelations. Of course, the first one we know is creation. But the Bible is very clear, isn't it? From the creation, we can see the mighty power of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans one. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that. When they knew God, they glorified him, not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. See, when people say they don't um, believe in God, is that not? They don't, they, they can't believe in There's no such thing as can't. I don't want to believe in him because once I, I, go, I admit there's an almighty God, then I've got to actually uh, examine my behaviour. And very clear, Romans 1 says, they made a God of their own, their own image. Why? So they can carry on doing what they wanted to do and live as, as they liked. And of course, when we admit there's a God, we're, oh, wait a minute now, we're accountable. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously he's the creator and he designed us and he put commands in, the, in place how to live and where to live. So, But the Bible is very clear that when we see the creation, and again, just the, 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 the beauty and the diversity and the intricacy from the very small things which we wouldn't bother, would we, with, to the very large things. Um, God is awesome. The Bible uh, it tells us so clearly um, about the intricacies of, of creation um, we've talked about this before in Leviticus 17, three and a half thousand years ago. The Bible tells us, frankly, the life of the body is in the blood, isn't it? And um, we need that. Blood, blood it gives life 
to where it takes it. It takes uh, is a cleaning system as well. It takes the toxins away from that place. Amazing. Life is in the blood. Yet it, it took man till 1628 to realize, man called William Harvey, uh, that the blood circulated right around the, the, the body and, and touched every organ, touched every part that it needed. But the Bible already told us that, and uh, very clear. Um, and, it, and of course, then the Bible says, uh, from dust you are, and from dust you will return. And uh, when they actually examine our bodies, they find, yeah, it depends how you, how you want to look at it, about 12 chemicals, um, all found in the earth. Because this body isn't going to last. We need a new body that's going to last for eternity, which we will have. Um, so dust will, dust will return. So God's uh, revelation in into it. We'll have a look at Job in a minute. How uh, uh, God uh, challenged Job. Um, how about Psalm 19? 1 to, one to 3. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There's no speech, no language, where their voice is not heard. There we are. Very clear, isn't it? Thankfully, everyone can see the midnight sky. <laughs> Even if you live in a city with a lot of light pollution, you can still see the stars. You can see the awesomeness. Um, and of course, Jeremiah, even Jeremiah said, stars don't number. Well, how on earth did he know that? But Bible's telling us. Um, they tell us Ptolemy tried to count them. He counted up a thousand, and a couple other guys counted maybe a bit more than that. Now they tell us. We can't number them because there's so uh, there's billions of galaxies, and within the billions of galaxies, billions of stars. Who knows? They said the, the further, the bigger, the better telescopes we get, the further we see, and the more we see. Um, Jeremiah said, "Stars are at number." Mm. Why? Because the Bible is very clear. The creation speaks of the awesomeness of God. Norms of heaven was without excuse. They look at the night sky and say, "Look at that! Look at that!" How awesome is that? <laughs> How awesome is God? Um, Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord, and mighty is power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Again, the awesomeness of God. Eh? Again, the psalmist is appealing to the greatness of God. We call it his transcendence. He's above and beyond, because he's from outside. He created everything. Yet, he says he comes in close to those brokenhearted. He lifts them up. But he also comes against the wicked as well and speaks into them. And, and so God is transcendent, but he's also imminent. And he's the awesome one. And again, he knows them by name. I don't know about you, but faces I'm pretty good at. Names, isn't it? But the Lord knows everyone by name. And I, I, I'm thinking, someone just told me the name. I'm thinking, what's their name now? Oh, bad that, isn't it? But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, thankfully in church you can call him brother or sister can you hello brother you <laughs> can get away with it um, but the Lord knows all the stars by name he spoke them in the Bible then of course we looked at that before Psalm 33 he breathed them into existence the breath of God how awesome that is um, Psalm 104 24 30 oh Lord how my, my name found it are your words 
in wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions, this great and wide sea, in which are innumerable teeming things, living things, both small and great. There are ships sail about there, is that, I can't say that word, which you have made to play there. These all wait for you, that you may give them their food in due season. What you give them, they gather in. You open your hand, they are filled with good. You hide your face, they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Yeah. Mm. Bless the Lord. Again, Bibles, creation, you made the seas, teeming with stuff. Now, I watched a bit of Planet Earth again, and I, I, see, I pray, Lord, save that. I start straight away talking about Darwin, dear, dear Father. Anyway, but he was in the sea, and this, again, showing things I'd never seen, they'd never seen. Like, what is that thing there? Teeming with stuff, they don't, they, they haven't got a clue what's down there, and the more they look, the more they think, oh, look at that, amazing. Of course, the Bible already says, teeming with things that he created, that uh, came from, uh, what, a, what a, God's mind is, is amazing, isn't it? We wouldn't have even thought about the colours, the, the, just uh, amazing, really. Um, and that's why uh, the prophets and those of old in the Old Testament, when they were praying, when they were in real dire straits, they would always go back to God as creator. Because they could see when in the creation, limited amount they knew, we know much more now, don't we? Scientifically, how awesome it is. Said, Lord, you creator. Jeremiah said, Lord, you made the heavens and the earth. By, the, by your power, by your mighty right hand, nothing is too difficult for you. <coughs> see, when we are... That's why creation speaks of the awesomeness, the, his power, his qualities, his characteristics. That's what we appeal to, didn't it? When we are praying, when we are looking and uh, longing, uh, Job said himself, Lord, ask the beasts, let them teach you, the birds of heaven, let them tell you. Speak to you, to ask you, to tell or to teach you. Uh, so the fish, see, they declare. Uh, when the man doesn't know, the hand of the Lord has done this. In the whole land is a, is is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Uh, now Job, it's interesting, I forgot to bring that, the notes on Job, but uh, Job asked the Lord in his, uh, to speak to him 36 times. Uh, uh, and uh, the Lord then begins to speak to him. I love this, he says, the Lord answered Job and said this, brace yourself, gird up your loins like a man. I'm gonna speak to you now. <laughs> Ah, the Lord is good. He's merciful, but let me tell you, he's, he, he, he's, he'll speak to us right here. And of course, what does he appeal to? He appeals to creation. Mm. He said, you want my counsel? Do you know anything about this? Were you there when I laid the foundations of the world? Were you there? He said, you're asking me this and you know nothing about creation. And then in the middle, 40 said, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. And then the Lord begins to speak about animals. He, he names 12 animals. And he says, do you know the ostrich and the eagle and, and the mountain goat? And then he takes two dinosaurs. People say, the dino yes, he talks about two dinosaurs. The behemoth, and, uh, and we just read, Leviathan, a land dinosaur and a, and a, a sea dinosaur, Le Le Leviathan. He says, look at these. Oh, Man can't even get near these, he said. They, they, they're so awesome. Yet I created them. 
And when I, 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 I feed them, and when I say they're gone, take them, they finish. He said, so he, he appeals to creation when he's talking to, and of course, um, what is uh, Job said, Lord, I've heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Yeah. Yeah. And I repent in dust and ashes, and uh, here I am. Ah, so creation is a great revelation. It's a wonderful revelation. As we said before, it is um, uh, God's the, the best explanation for why it started, how it started, why it's fine-tuned, um, why we have that, we'll come in a minute, that conscience within us. Of course, it's, it's the best explanation for Jesus himself, who is another revelation of who God is. So that's the revelation, creation. We can see it's its beauty, its wonder, and its uh, intricacy, uh, the information and energy, which again cannot be on there. Someone's got to bring that to the system from outside the system. Energy doesn't create itself, neither is information. Your computer is only as good as how much you've uh, put on it, or, or, or programs you put on it. Of course now, of course they, they are pretty good with the AI coming and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we see the creation. Creation speaks of the revelation. Now what about this? We, we mentioned this the other night. Uh, conscience. That innate, that innate, uh, uh, someone call it the immediate uh, general revelation. That natural law that's in, built into us. And sometimes we forget um, that, uh, but the Bible is very clear, isn't it? Let's read that verse, Romans 2, 14 to 16. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to, them, to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else accusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So that's inbuilt into every man, woman, boy and girl, that conscience. Now, of course, as we said, it's like a, 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 a watch, isn't it? It, um, it doesn't set the standard, it tells the time. But of course, a watch has always got to be reset to be accurate. And of course, as we said with our conscience, it's not fixed, it's fluid. The more we ignore it, the, uh, and the Bible gives us uh, how, how what happens. The, it talks about the defiled conscience, the, the evil conscience, and the seared conscience which is where it is um, cauterized. Of course, the Bible tells us to keep a good conscience, a clear conscience, a clean conscience, and uh, we can do that. And uh, so vital, and of course, we, maybe uh, they said, don't speak about it much, but um, Luther said, as I quoted the other night, unless I am convinced by sacred scripture or by evident reason, I cannot recant for my conscience is held captive by the word of God. A draft against consciousness is neither right nor safe. Of course, um, Thomas Aquinas, many years ago, a great theologian at the time, uh, said the conscience is that God-given inner voice that either excuses or accuses us in terms of what we do. Um, and it's put in every man, woman, boy, and girl, as we said. And we talked about that prostitute. That, um, But even, uh, even at the end, where she was so hardened, she said when she heard the bells of a church, she, the, the pangs of guilt... Even then, the pangs of guilt would uh, rise up. The problem is, um, uh, and the irony is, isn't it? The more we repeat sins, the greater the guilt we're in. Uh, the trouble is that the that, that greater the guilt 
dulls and, and dampens our conscience. And then what happens is this, um, when our conscience is, is that low, Romans 1 says this, we, we try to bring other people down to that level. Mm-hmm. We, um, so that, that's, that's where the world is in it, and the world always steps things down. So, since 1967, we have 10 million babies uh, that we have uh, murdered. Mm-hmm. And uh, we excuse it by saying it was a woman's right. It's, uh, you know, not as uh, that that baby is torn from limb from limb in the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happens. And again, we try and say, oh, well, well, it's not viable. <laughs> hey, I am viable unless Jackie cooks for me. No, I mean, it's, it's nonsense, it's absolute nonsense. Um, but of course, what happens in the whole, uh, people want to bring you down to that thing and, and uh, bring you down to um, uh, that uh, level. So then, of course, then we have marriage degenerating and uh, when their consciences are, are seared and dulled, they want to bring the whole, the whole society down with them. And we, we've got to be careful, us as Christians, and, and take all of what um, uh, Luther said, it is neither safe nor right to against our, uh, our conscience. And that's why we need to keep a tight rein and keep it clean, keep it uh, purified. Um, 1, 1 Timothy 1, 18 to 20. Timothy, my child, I'm giving you a command that agrees with the prophecies that were given about you in the past. I tell you this so that you can follow them and fight the good fight. Continue to have faith and do what you know is right. Some people have rejected this and their faith is not and Alexandra have done that and I have given them to Satan so they will learn not to speak against God. Holding the faith and a good conscience. Why? I tell you why if you don't. The Bible is very clear, isn't it? Some, um, what happens? We reject that. Um, we shipwreck, and of course he, he names two particular people there that don't have, didn't hold on to the faith, didn't keep a good conscience, uh, and of course what does the Bible say about our conscience? It's that spirit uh, in us that the Holy Spirit actually indwells and uh, uh, actually re- re- recreates, isn't he? Uh, because it's cut off from the Lord, even though it's it's still got that uh, yes or no, good and good and evil, but the Lord comes into us. Holy Spirit, and what it, uh, Romans 9, God's Spirit testifies in my spirit. God is, is working through my conscience. God is working, and uh, we know, don't we, especially we know when we are really saved, the Holy Spirit just is a, is a nagging, and guilt is there for a purpose. There's something wrong. <laughs> We've got to sort out. There's guilt, um, again, difference between conviction condemnation be very careful the devil loves us to be condemned and he continue that but it what's about say that we, that's why we confess keep a short account confess to the lord so we can say well i'm sure i've dealt with that confessed it maybe we have to deal with it uh, physically and, and maybe doing other things restitution but guilt is there for a and that, that's all he's been works that way so keep a good conscience why because some have thrown it aside he said and it becomes shipwrecked. Uh, 1 Peter 3, uh, 14, 16. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks. 
you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against you, your good behaviour, in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Keep a clear conscience. The Holy Spirit is always speaking, always directing. So there are times when um, we've got to square things up, haven't we? We've got to make sure that nagging feel, well, no, I haven't done that, that needs to be sorted in them. So the Bible says, so people will see, they'll slander us, <coughs> and there will be no foundation to it because uh, our conscience is clear. Uh, we are walking with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, directing us, prodding us, uh, putting us back in the right way, right direction. <laughs> Hallelujah. Keep a clear conscience. I love those verses, Lord help us. To ask the reason for the hope was within us. That's awesome, isn't it? Um, and of course, then he goes on how to live and behave. Thankfully, um, uh, of course, the general revelations, they are the generation, but thankfully, he's not left us alone. He's given us special revelation, isn't he? His word. Bless the Lord. His word. Uh, he's communicated. Um, it's called God's self-disclosure. Well, some would say the Bible is a record, interpretation, expression, embodiment of God's self-disclosure. He takes the initiative. He reveals himself. The, the uniting themes of God and godliness right through the word of the Lord. Thanks, thanks, thanks be to God for that. Um, because we could easily say, well, this is what I think, feel. And the Bible says, no, this is it. This is what I say. Um, uh, let's see what God's going to say. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed head of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful words. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So we, again, the Lord is clearly saying, in times past, he spoke clearly, specific, special revelations through the prophets. And uh, giving again validity to the Old Testament, Jesus did that anyway. People say, "Oh, I'm not sure what the Old Testament." Well, we know for certain the Old Testament is is what we we is is from the Lord. It's divine. It's it's a they call it the canonical. Um, but why? Because the, Jesus gave it credence when he, he went and he talked to the two men and he went through the, the Old Testament, speaking about him. I uh, give credence to that. Um, but the, he says in the last day he spoke through his son again. That revelation of who he is. Can't argue, can't argue, can't go around that. Uh, and God is, is or just does everything he can to reveal himself. And we look at Jesus and of course, um, we can see that right before our eyes. Um, 2 Peter 1, 19 to 21. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain. And now you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation, for prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 
it's divine. It's um, God breathed. It's from the Lord. He reveals Himself. It's, it's from His. Uh, it's His self-disclosure. It's truth that we wouldn't have known otherwise. That's why Paul, Paul said in Ephesians three, this mystery you didn't know it, couldn't see it, but now I've come to tell you about it. Um, it's from Him. It's through Him. Um, uh, and He says, moved by the Holy Spirit. Also. Um, these words, in one sense, weren't dictated. Uh, they are God's words, every single one of it, isn't it? From as God, but He uses uh, those men and their backgrounds and their personalities and their characteristics to bring out God's word. And um, we told you before that great example of um, when we say who built uh, Canterbury Cathedral. Amazing. Well, we would say Sir Christopher Wren. Sir Christopher Wren's cathedral, isn't it? What's it? Is? I think it was him, the architect, wasn't he? It's his cathedral. How many bricks did he lay? <laughs> One or two, I don't know if he made any. But it's his cathedral. So it's, it's God's word, yet he uses, amazingly, uh, men, of, men of God moved by the Holy Spirit, using their particular words in a sense, their vocabulary, but it's God breathed. Every bit is God's word. Um, lit absolutely doesn't contain God, it is God's word um, moved along and of course we know it is, it's inspired and uh, inerrant of course, uh, 2 Peter 2 Timothy 3 2 Timothy 3 but you must continue in things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the, the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Again, lovely great verses, good to remember, good to put it. But again, context, 2 Timothy 3, uh, he's saying not in the last days this is what happened. People will be lovers themselves, wanting the only thing, listen to what they want, false teachers, false this, and, and of course we are right there, we, uh, there are more cults today than ever before, uh, more religions, more people, I mean, as we said the other day, when, when they put something up, come and see these mediums, it didn't long before they, they, they can charge 10, 20 quid a ticket, and it'd be full. Um, in, in our village, just last week, wasn't it? And then, this Saturday, I've been upon that farm. They didn't reply to me, sadly. Uh, going to do all these things for Halloween, for adults. Ouija boards and all that kind of thing. See, that's, that's what the Bible says. The pressure of the world society is, is coming on you. But that's why we need God's word. He said, but the word of God will make you wise to salvation. It is God-breathed. It is inspired by God. God breathed through these men to bring, bring the Word of God. That's why it isn't uh, important. The Word of God is vital. And then, of course, what does he say? Um, it has power. All scriptures God-breathed because it's from the Lord. It's profitable, useful for teaching, for reproof. That means to rebuke, to, to change, to convict us, correct us. That means to set the right way up. Because in and of ourselves, we're the wrong way around, aren't we? <laughs> we want to do our own thing. We want to go the way of the world. The world is, is, is heading in the wrong direction. I will go to the broad road. That's why he said you need to be corrected, amended, and for instruction in righteousness. Why then the man of God 
will be mature, fitted, sufficient, equipped, completely furnished, fitted out, prepared for every good work. Bless the Lord. Uh, his word, so vital. Um, uh, this was, this is unbelievable, this is 1994. They did a, um, a census of particular church denominations in America. This was a question. When asked if they believe that the scriptures are inspired and, in, and, the, and the inerrant word of God in faith, history, and secular matters, they asked these, first of all, 95 Episcopalians, which is like the Anglicans, said no, they didn't believe it. 80%, 87% of Methodists, 82% of Presbyterians, 70% of American Lutherans, and this is the worst one, I think, because you expected a bit more from these, 67% of Baptists said no, they didn't believe that God's word was inspired or inerrant in all things. And then we're in trouble, aren't we? Because then, if we don't believe that, then we can... We can pick and choose. Uh, I didn't mean that, but there now has changed. <laughs> and so we're in trouble. Uh, but the Bible is very clear. It is all that we need for life and godliness. It is to equip us in every good work. It is God-breathed. It is inspired by the Spirit of God. And it hasn't and will not change. 1, um, 1 Corinthians 2, 9-10. But as it is written, I have not seen, not yet heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Bless the Lord. So he takes all of the word and he reveals. And uh, that's why when we, we know him, we walk with him, he reveals things to us. Day by day by day. As we walk with him. As the Bible says, uh, let the word of God dwell in you richly. I love that. Just absolutely flood our life with, with God's word. Why? Because the Holy Spirit takes God's word and He applies it. He, he, it's an amazing. We're, we're walking along, and uh, because we've read it and we put it to our, our mind, He just just reminds us sometimes what we don't want to be reminded of. And then when we're mourning and groaning, and then He just drops our word in, give thanks in all circumstances, David. Lord, that's a bit dirty, that is. I'm not feeling thankful, and you know the situation I'm in, but that's the word of the Lord, and he takes that word to change us and transform us. That's what he does, because God's word is like that. We read this uh, two weeks ago, which is great verses. Uh, Psalm 119, uh, 129-130. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding until the simple. Yes, I bless the Lord. It's one, Lord, your word is wonderful. But more than that, it makes wise the simple. Bless the Lord, it's good for us, isn't it? And it, in the entrance, when it's, it's open, when it, it, it gets into us, it brings light. It brings revelation. We see clearly, we know clearer, um, and, and we, are, we are resting in him. Sometimes we don't know, you know, what's going on in the world. We have an idea, we know what God is doing, but we're not... We know where's heading, we know where's our end up. But in the meantime, we arrest him. We have this hope, this this peace, this joy, because we know, as we did last week, he is in control. God's word, God's communications, special, uh, specific revelation that we can't get around. He speaks into our hearts. Bless the Lord. And as we just mentioned on, on Sunday, God's other revelation to the world is being here, isn't it? 
the church. The Bible says we're his body. We're his bride, we're his building, we're his hands and feet. And uh, people are going to see Jesus in us and with us and through us. And that's um, an awesome responsibility. It really is. Uh, 1 Peter 2, 9-12, our last verses. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into a wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires which wage, wages war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Again, very, very clear God's word here. This is who you were, darkness, in the, this is now who you are. Royal priesthood, a whole nation, a chosen priesthood, a chosen priesthood, a people who are his. That's who we are. We are his people. So he says, what's your purpose? To proclaim, to tell out, to declare, to show, to publish the excellencies, the praises, the, uh, the virtues of him. And how do we do that? By a changed lifestyle, by a change in behavior, by a change in, in, every, in every sphere of our lives. So people can say, well, I used to know that person. God, he's changed. <laughs> in a good way, obviously. Um, or they could say, mm, he says he's a Christian. Look at him. Look at what he is. And, and that's, you see, that's, the, that's what's on the line, isn't it? People's salvation. Because they see in us. And then he says, yeah, our lifestyle, our testimony. And I love this verse 12. Our beautiful behavior. Yes. I love that. Our beautiful behavior. Uh, transformed lives. Uh, reveals the Lord. You see, people can argue about this and that. But they can't argue against a transformed life. Can they? <laughs> um, now, some of us have never been, in a sense, we would say, bad. When we see those testimonies of those drug addicts and those who've lived a dissolute life, I suppose, that have been dra dramatically changed. And uh, that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Wonderful, because no one can argue with that. Yeah. You say, well, who did that? It's a miracle. Yeah. Signs and wonders. But, you know, God has saved us from that, hasn't he? Yeah. Saved us, not out of it, from it. And that's a wonderful choice. Yeah. Because you know, they will tell you, you, they wish they'd never been there. Yeah. Because they still carry the consequences of, of, of you know, of family that they've hurt and you know, scars in their body and things, but wonderful, the, the transformed life that our families, especially our families, will see. And uh, that's a test, isn't it, for them to see the transformed. So God reveals himself, bless the Lord, um, with, without excuse, his creation, conscience, of course, his, uh, his communications, and uh, Christ himself, and through us, the church, to those around us. Help us, Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.